welcome into episode number three of the Warriors of Lust podcast, the gayest, thirstiest show in Eorzea and now also in Charleian as well. We're just adding places on as we move through the Endwalker MSQ. For those of you who have been able to get in and actually play Endwalker, we hope you're very much enjoying it. And for those of you who have been stuck in Q Savage mode, uh, please Hang in there. Be patient. We will all get a chance to play through the storyline eventually. And do not worry if you haven't been able to yet because we are not talking any spoilers on this third episode of the Warriors of Lust podcast. We will be keeping it spoiler free for you all. So don't you worry about that. Uh, For those of you who do not know, I am your enemy of innocence sucking way, Kelly Page. I am the insatiable Jiraku Drake. And I am the temptress of fate, Serena Hema. Welcome in to both of you. I hope you've all been uh, enjoying your Endwalker experience so far without spoiling anything. Uh, maybe just tell us how far you are without spoilers. So what level missions are you on? Uh, those of us who have played will know exactly what it means. I am at the very end of 86 the very beginning of 87. I so you are entering not. the fifth zone. So a little bit past entering it, yes. Got it. Okay. I, I was continuing, but uh my Reaper fell behind and I'm I'm I have to I have to bring a scythe to the party, so I'm Fair fucking enough. around doing other <laughs> things in the meantime. How, how are you liking Reaper? <sighs> um well that's a question that I can't answer for spoiler reasons. You um, can't say whether you like the job? Reaper spoilers. Um, well, I can say that I like it. And that's all I can say. Because if I say anything more about it, I'm going to go off for the next 20 minutes about my high, 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 high opinion of everything about Reaper. Fair enough. I, I started Reaper as well and I all I could think to myself as I got a little ways into it was, man, this story's a bummer. And then I went, all oh, right, it's Reaper. Of course it is. <laughs> uh, Serena, how about you? How are you liking Endwalker so far? Where are you I, at? I'm absolutely loving it. I do have to have like tissues uh, continuously by me because I do be crying, but um, I think I'm like mid-88 Maybe mm-hmm. beginning eighty eight. Okay. I think I think I'm mid eighty eight, but I I don't know. I'm I'm mid somewhere. Yeah, so I just need you two to both buckle up because like the whole last the whole like midway through level eighty nine until the end is I sat there on stream practically in tears, just going, I, could, could we get off the ride, please? I'd like to, I'd like the ride to be over now, please. And at the same time, you don't want the ride to be over because it's like making you feel things that you thought you couldn't feel anymore. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I cleared it a week ago. I cleared the MSQ and I'm still a mess. I'm not doing good. I, I like, I have never, I think, in my life so consistently needed a hug over the course of seven days. I'm so sorry. If I was there, I'd hug you. Mm, well, that's very kind of you. It, it, it's, not, <laughs> it's not to say that it's, like, it's a bad thing. It's a good thing that a game can still make me feel this way. Like, my shriveled up little heart can still be made to feel <laughs> like this. But, like, it's so powerful. And I'm like, so like, I just, it's one of those things where, like, I don't think since I beat Final Fantasy IX have I 
gotten to the end of a Final Fantasy game and been genuinely sad and not wanted it to be over like this. It's it's tough. And uh yeah. So, uh, we're going to we're not like I said, we're not going to do any spoiler talk tonight. We are going to uh try speaking to... of feeling things that you haven't felt in uh, before and you didn't think you could my thirst down pick is the best <laughs> all right let's dive right well, into hold on. the thirst down do you want to apologize first and foremost oh i'm so sorry yes you're right so we promised that we would be doing this episode live from the last stand in old charlie and unfortunately the line to get into the last stand is currently at 2437 people long uh when don't worry though when we started about an hour ago it was at 3112 people long so it is ticking down shortly but hopefully we will be able to get into the last stand before too much longer but for right now we're just going to record the episode in line because well what are you gonna do we can't, the show must go on <laughs> so uh yeah we, we do promise uh to be uh live from the last stand eventually when we can uh actually get into the last stand when it's not incredibly incredibly crowded with such delicious food uh being served there i'm told it's the only good place to get food in old charlayan uh so yeah let's dive into the the thirst down uh we are obviously going to be talking about some characters here, uh, and we are going to do so in as general a terminology as possible. Normally, we like to get detailed on why we're thirsting over them, but in the interest of not spoiling anything, uh, we do want to try to keep it um, as spoiler-free and as general as possible. So, Jiraku, you seem so confident that you are going to be the winner of this uh, week's edition of The Thirst Down. Why don't you go first? Obviously... The hottest person that everyone needs to be thinking about right now until our next episode, where I will have an even better answer, I am sure. Um, now, I have caught some flack in the past because people think that my choices are obscure or yeah. who the fuck even is that? Questionable. They no, are. One, no one can deny two fundamental truths. One... Okay. Every single one of you knows who Ranjit is if you have gotten <laughs> through sh through Shadowbringers. Yeah. And two, he is the peak <laughs> epitome of the concept of Dilf in the context of Final Fantasy XIV. Do you I... I don't know, do you want your Dilfs to be assholes? Yes. Oh. Okay. Do you want your Dilfs to be aged so poorly? He has lived a shitty, shitty life, and I will be in it. I kind of hate that the one that I have liked the least out of all of your thirst downs, I'm sorry. I know it, actually. <laughs> ah, yeah, the one the, that you actually know. This is the I first one I didn't have to go look up in, uh, in the show prep time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't... I, listen, um... I, were you really into the guy from Kill Bill too? Because like, there's a similarity. <laughs> Which guy? The, uh, the ancient master guy. that she learns from. Oh yeah. Oh, um, I I I I I believe that I can't be legally forced to testify against myself. So let's let's not dwell too long on my opinion of Pai Mei. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, all right. Uh, all right, then. All right, so Ranjit uh, submitted that, that down good, for the third Good down. facial hair. Perfect facial hair <laughs> is 
It's a lot of points. I, I will grant you that. And so eloquently framed by his massive scars. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. 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 It is being able to kick a trolley over the horizon is pretty sick. Yeah. It's, all right. Daddy I'll issues. McGee is it. on. Is on the board. I got you. He is the daddy side of the daddy issue. <laughs> yeah, oh, he God. sure is. We yeah, as we find is. out in E11. Uh, okay. Uh, Serena, go ahead. Lay it on me. I'm so sorry. Um, so I think I'm going like very opposite ends once again uh, from Draku every time. Um, but I present to you Udianje. Oh, uh-huh. oh, that's unfair. Uh, Can that I say anything unfair. else? Uh, no, not really. You don't have to elaborate <laughs> too much, especially because without spoiling things, you can't. Uh, just say this. Urianje getting a lot of character development in uh, in Endwalker. Uh, for, I'll tell you what. I was made to eat my words because I said going into Endwalker that Urianje, I felt like his character development had kind of come to a conclusion. Like that, that they had pretty much told his story. And Square Enix told me i was wrong apparently uh, as that, they tend to yeah as they tend to do uh <laughs> no he gets a lot of great development throughout Endwalker, and mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean him and thancred are my 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 gay dads and i love them both very much um i'm kind of tempted to say thancred for my uh, <laughs> uh input now but well, okay yep all i present is Udianje. you all know what he looks like you all know what he talks like enjoy has anyone ever been so improved by taking off a hood oh my gosh oh my god right that was the like, best reveal in the world. okay here's what we do as soon as we're allowed to talk spoilers we're going to do our mock elections for uh final fantasy 14 and one of them is going to be most improved npc ally and for sure Urianje is going to be right near the top of that list yeah oh yeah he, like thinking about the character he was in 2.0 and where he is today, no one has come as far as Urianje has. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go ahead and drop Not mine. Uh, for those of you who um, are avoiding all spoilers, you may wish to skip like five minutes ahead, just to be safe. We're not going to talk very much spoilery here, but I'm just it's just a character that you may not realize is a part of this story, but she absolutely is, and she needs to be talked about. And her name is Lucia whom we have not seen much of since Heaven's Word. Uh, But she is a a major character in this story, uh, particularly one part of this story, I would say. And um, I had forgotten... uh, Mommy? Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Mommy? Sorry. Uh, She is powerful. She is dedicated. She is strong. And um, she is on display uh, in, in this story. And I am all about Lucia right now. So if you would if you would like to know how good a job I do of paying attention to the names of Garleans, I spent this whole time ready to applaud you for picking a character most people wouldn't think about because I thought you were referring to Livia, except now I remember that that is in fact her Livia. name is Livia. Livia. Okay, first Livia? of all, you I cannot said, compare her to Livia. We, we we handled Livia on our our Mary fuck kill villains list. No, yeah. I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about. Please Livia, take me, Gaius Livia. Names are the same. <laughs> not at all that Garlean nonsense. They it's, both have five letters same. in their name. They're the same character. <laughs> they clearly. start with an L. They end with I A. Yeah. 
Uh, and one of them is terrible, and one of them is mommy. So, uh, no. Uh, Lucia uh, returning to the forefront uh, of things in this expansion, and um, I am here for it. I had, for, like, she... I liked Lucia in Heaven's Ward, but as soon as I met Hilda, I forgot about Lucia. And now I'm feeling like maybe I did Lucia a disservice. She was she was so infatuated with Imerick throughout Heaven's Ward that I was like, all right, back off. Imerick's mine. Yeah. Um, but now she seems to have gotten over that a little bit. And now she's just powerful and in command. And I love her. I would like to personally congratulate Natsuko Ishikawa for taking characters from heavens were that were by and large left completely undelivered on their potential and going maybe maybe these characters should be characters yeah uh first of all natsuko ishikawa it for the whole of endwalker needs to be like given a medal uh <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what game she's gonna work on next but it's a guaranteed purchase for me like like it's like when you there's an actor that you really love and if they're if you see that they're coming out in a movie's coming out with them in it, you're like, great, I'll watch the movie. Like for me, Jason Statham, right? If Jason Statham is in a movie, I'm going to go see that movie almost no matter what. That is gonna be Natsuko Ishikawa and whatever she does next. If if I see her name attached to the game, okay, well I'm trying it. Who who's Jason? J- Jason Statham? Yeah, I have to have a character. I don't know name. Uh Crank. Uh uh action hero he was in Hobbs and Shaw British actor man what you don't know who Jason Statham is he's British Vin Diesel top of my head uh, listen uh, I oh had my a gosh I'm recovering from a cold I'm, I'm I'm usually not that smart and I'm really not that smart right now <laughs> <laughs> okay uh all right Serena I need you to do do a kindness for yourself I need okay. you to go look up a movie called The Transporter and just watch it because it's I've got Jason Statham in it and he's very handsome. I feel like I've seen that movie though. Okay, well he's the main character. Oh, I know who he is now instantly. I just need to see a picture of his face. Yeah, okay, he's that guy. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my gosh. Like Jason Statham, like even when I was like in my hardcore, like, no, I'm a lesbian and I'm not into men, Jason Statham was still my one where it's like, but if he asked, I mean <laughs> I'm not going to say no. It's Jason Statham. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, so we've got Lucia, Urianje, and Ranjit all entered into the Thirst Down. Congratulations go out to the three of them. Uh, and hopefully on next episode, we'll be able to delve into some of the more spoilery Endwalker characters. Because uh, we were saying before the show, there's like three of them per zone that deserve to be on this list. Oh, my God. Yes. I mean, we could probably do three or four episodes of just Endwalker characters. I mean, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Let's dive into our discussion topic for this week because it is another majorly important one. Uh, For those of you who keep thinking like, oh, God, all they do is majorly important topics. Yeah, that's kind of the idea of the show is to talk about things that are important that don't always get talked about. We've talked about uh, consent and we've talked about the age of majority and we've talked about uh, how to get into role-playing. And now we're going to talk about toxicity in the ERP and RP communities in Final Fantasy XIV and, uh, and beyond. Because unfortunately, with a um, 
with any community that is uh, as large as the ERP and RP communities are, and also as occasionally deviant as those communities are, it can also, while it can be a breeding ground for incredible things like self-discovery and understanding who you are and, and, and understanding your sexuality and things like that, it can also be a breeding ground for drama and toxicity. And uh, I think it's an important thing to talk about. Uh, Jiraku, Serena, any stories of toxicity that you faced in the RP or ERP communities? So, 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 so many. But I think that I'm going to start this by taking a path that is probably not expected. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of times people will have conversations about topics like this in general, and it's always this kind of outsider, this very clinical. Uh, no one wants to acknowledge or talk about that time that they were a toxic piece of shit. Oh, like, yeah. I, in fact, was for quite some time a toxic piece of shit. Oh, no. I had no idea about anything. And mm -hmm. I'm not going i i mean we're talking years and years and years of role-playing experience and i would say more than half of that i've not been terrible but it really does i i am general generally very inclined to be forgiving towards people with this sort of thing because especially when they're new because there's so much that toxicity is that you wouldn't realize before like so much of toxicity stems from not understanding that you're being toxic right not understanding that certain things are just not you can't do that um i the background i came from with role playing before i ever got into role playing with final fantasy 14 was tabletop games like Dungeons and Dragons oh, and Shadowrun and that sort of thing. So over there, I'm the dungeon master. I'm running things. It's you my control. job to have all this measure of control. Right. And so I didn't understand. I had never heard of the term god modding. Oh, yeah. That this goes to very bad places. So for those who don't know, god modding, of course, referring to uh, either... Uh, making your character uh for the lack of a better term busted mode or it is actually controlling the events and what happens to other people's characters mm -hmm. rather than allowing them to have the um uh, authority over what happens to their characters so what i thought the point was at the time at the time that this happened this was I believe this was within my first five months of role-playing in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I had thought that it's like, okay, well, when, when role-play things, I am Dungeon Master. Yes, it is my job to set up things for people. Right, to tell the story. Regardless of anything to do with their thoughts on the matter. So you have the character come in that's like, hey, I found a painting of your fucking dead family and it's like well maybe this person didn't want you to find this thing and maybe instead of throwing at them an adventure hook like this would be if this was dungeons and dragons right you are instead walking into a scene that you have nothing 
related to what the scene's supposed to be because it's a fucking starlight party and you're fucking shit up for people. Oh. And this is the sort of thing that can happen where toxicity comes in all sorts of different forms and it doesn't even necessarily have to be malicious. And the other thing is that there are probably almost certainly people that would have responded to that with, oh, fuck yeah, this is great. This is exact, like, this is a cool book. Because toxicity is inherently, in a lot of ways, it can be relative. And so there's only, like, in the broader scope of what people will call toxic, I would say that the term can only really be used for, like, if, if from, if you want to use it with air quotes, objectively, for something that can't really be objectively defined, it's going to be narrowed in scope beyond what most people would use it for. Because otherwise, like, something that is definitely toxic is just godmodding to the extent of, fuck you, your character's dead. Right. But there, like, what I was describing, where, like, well, I found a painting of your character's family, right? That's not something that most people would welcome but if you had communication about that then like suddenly that's not an issue because the issue is not the act itself the issue is the context of there is no communication and there is no to go back consent on the matter right well i mean uh, boy yeah do we sound like a broken record right going right back to consent but it's absolutely the case uh if you're gonna do a sequence that is something to the effect of hey i found this you know portrait of your character's dead family well that better damn well be a conversation that you like that better be the story that you two have decided that you want to tell uh mm -hmm. is the story of hey we're gonna let's tell the story of how my character is going to learn about your character's history because maybe don't drop that in the middle of a public RP. Yes, for maybe, sure. Maybe, don't drop that maybe, in the middle of a public RP. Maybe learn that. Maybe learn from my stupid mistake and don't Ooh. drop that in the middle of a public RP. Yeah, no, don't don't do that. But I, it, it, you bring up a good point about about God moding. Uh, I think the my earliest um, introduction to like God moding was uh, one of the popular kinds of uh, free company role plays back in the day were like fight clubs sort of thing you know fighting mm -hmm. fighting rings and they and some of them are very clever the way they do them uh you know you can use the the, the random system and you can have like uh they'll use like judges who will say you know okay that's a, a really neat idea and seems very feasible so here's what you need to do to be able to you know get that outcome to happen um then you have people come in though who you know to them their character is the warrior of light and the hero and uh you know they can just kind of do whatever they think is cool and listen i am a i am a fundamental supporter of the rule of cool in dungeons and dragons right like as a dm if you come to me and you think of something that is cool as hell i am very likely to let you do it it doesn't work so well in online role play uh because the rule of cool only goes as far as your own character does. Um, you know, it, it can be cool to watch someone else do something totally awesome, but at the same time, it's like, how much do you really care? Like, we're all there to kind of, like, tell our character stories and create something cool together rather than just watch someone be a badass. 
Uh, Serena, any instances of toxicity that you can recall? I mean, really with the toxicity as well, you have to think about those people that do come there to not seriously RP, but to troll the people too. I feel like that's part of the toxicity in my mind. Yeah. Um, Because they're not there to contribute anything fun. They're there to just troll you and kind of ruin what is trying to be laid out in a sense. Right. Like public events. Right. You're supposed to understand, too, like, you know, some events are made to be taken extremely seriously and some of Mm -hmm. them are designed to not be taken as seriously. Sometimes it is just silly fun and that's okay too. But if you show up to an event that is definitely serious and you're just being an ass about it, yeah, that, that sucks and you're a dick. Exactly. And I I really try I a lot of the people that I have RP'd with, I don't I try not to I kind of get to know the people I want to RP with first. Sure. Before actually RPing. Um so I kinda if we can if we connect well, then maybe our RPs and stuff like that will connect well. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes it is hard when I do a lot of pickup RPs. Um oh, yeah. And with those, you can definitely get those people that are only there for one thing, which is completely fine. Um, I mean, we're the warriors of lust, so yeah. Yeah, listen, we're not opposed to. <laughs> I'm not opposed to it, but don't hound. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, if I if I'm listen, I'm generally open sorry. to ERP, right? But mm-hmm. if somebody. Uh, if I'm if I am looking to do something story related, and someone is just continuously pushing it towards sex, it's like, all right, listen, I'm I'm as down as the next person to just get railed over a table. I'm all about it. However, mm-hmm. I'm trying to advance a story arc that I've been working on and have really put a lot of effort into. Mm-hmm. So, fuck off. Exactly. Like, yeah, I I totally get that. I I think um when I think of toxicity, uh, one that always strikes out to me. There can be um there can be a degree of uh going the other direction away from those who are just there to be like jackasses. Uh mm-hmm. let me know if I'm off base here, Serena Draku. There can be a degree of snobbery as well. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I don't, that's what I listen, I was trying to think before doing this, but another form of that gatekeeping. The people that yes. gatekeep stuff. So I, I remember when I first started role-playing in Final Fantasy fourteen, and uh, at the time, I was still an avid Final Fantasy eleven fan. I, I was a big fan of FF11. I was way more attached to my adventure in eleven than I was to my character in fourteen at the time. And so when I started getting into role-playing, I wanted to write a story where my character came was my character from Final Fantasy eleven in Vanadeel. And they came to Eorzea by via uh, an, an Atomos uh, that had you know sucked her in in a, in a Vanadiel and spit her out in Eorzea, and uh, there was a number of free uh, role play free companies that I tried to join with with that backstory and the snobbery and the gatekeeping of saying that's not something that exists in this game that does not fit it doesn't make any sense no, which. I kind of got the last laugh since it's all but confirmed now that Vanadiel is a shard of Eorzea, that one of the worlds out there is probably Vanadiel. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I kind of felt like I felt kind of justified in that in my original story in the end. And of course, now I've gone away from that. But like, there is a degree of 
snobbery in the um, in the role play community. And don't get me wrong, there's a lot of people who've put a lot of work into their worlds and their canons that they've created, and you know they have the right to decide ultimately what goes in them and what doesn't go in them. But like, um, you walk a fine line between trying to make a cogent, coherent story and just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. So I I would just like to say that I I have a story if we have time. Oh, we the, have like, time. Most the most absurd and dark I would say almost darkly hilarious gatekeeping I've personally experienced. Oh boy, I'm into it. So just the level of pettiness that it took for this is what blew my mind. Yeah. So I have I have many alts, and one of them, the core concept I had was uh, Dolman Samurai who got fucked up real bad, mm-hmm. and she's old and busted, but badass grandma keeps going. Basically. So she got kind of like fucked up during like the imperial occupation. Uh, specifically the night uh, Lord Kayan died. Okay. Basically. Yep. So during okay. the occupation. Yep. Okay. Um, and so I needed to blast through the story to, I actually made her in anticipation of, uh, Stormblood and Samurai existing. The basic <laughs> visual design being like, I'm just going to, like, I drew a lot from, uh, Biken from Guilty Gear. Sure. For instance. Um, and so something I really wanted to do is I wanted to capture the kind of, um, I played a lot of Yakuza in advance and there's a skin tone that I was specifically going for that some of the people in that game have um, that I think might be vaguely Okinawan. I don't know enough to be sure, but it seems like maybe anyway, a lot of the characters in the Okinawa segment in Yakuza three beside the point. So I have this tan ish, dark ish skin tone and I'm like, okay, Uh-oh. I want her to be this, like, badass, like, towering, like, be like badass, tall motherfucker who I'm capturing that she's visually, that she's old and busted and not doing so good. So I went Highlander model, minimum height, because that would also get me the right hair and the face and everything. Mm-hmm. Um... And so I'm doing Siren Song C. And I get through Siren Song C, and I don't remember the last name. I had screenshots, but it's been years. Um, but there's this person in the Siren Song C. And then as I get out of it, there's another person there that has the same last name as them and is in the same free company after I do a check. And they're there with two other people from that free company. And they 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 teleported to Kugane to go. What the fuck are you thinking? There's no Highlanders in Doma. You're trying to be a Far Eastern Highlander who's dark skinned. What? What's wrong with you? Why would you name your character that? Like, you fucking. And I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. So, like, I, I'm sorry. Just, just so I have some context here. In Siren Song C, were you role playing? No, I was just doing the dungeon. Uh, so I didn't so the say only, a fucking the, word. 
So the only context they had to suggest they they had Highlander with Japanese name, and they took that to mean Doman, or sorry, to to mean Highlander samurai roleplay character. Yes. What a bunch of and fucking they, tools! Like fucking three people in the same free company flew out to Kugane to start talking shit when I got out of the dungeon because they saw that I was running cutscenes so clearly i would be there right yeah so, right they know where it spits you out oh my god get a life that's uh your gatekeeping is so extreme that someone in your free company sees someone doing a dungeon and you immediately go nah nope no highlanders could have a far eastern name right and like so- the point is the in character it's not e- she's not even a highlander i'm just using it for the model because there is, because guess what? According to the lore, there are no Midlanders in Doma or Hingashi either. Right. They're a different fucking tribe. If you made any character that's in the Far East, you didn't use the right fucking tribe for them because it's not a character creation option, jackass. Mm-hmm. I, that blows my mind. So there is a degree of gatekeeping that I have always understood. Uh, I don't necessarily like it, but I do understand it. And that is to say uh, a lot of free companies, uh, if you're looking to join, anyway, you can't play as the Warrior of Light, which I get. Because once someone is the Warrior of Light, well, ultimately, we, the players, are the Warriors of Light because the story is about us. Uh, it's one of the things that Final Fantasy XIV does better than I think any other MMO I've played does, is it makes you the warrior of light the main character um usually games fall into the trap of of like because you're usually almost always a silent protagonist and games fall into the trap of okay since the the main character is a silent protagonist they have to um have a bunch of well-spoken characters around them to fill in the charisma and so those characters inevitably become the main characters and you are the you know the silent authority they turn to uh to help kill a big thing whenever a big thing shows up that they have to fight um Final Fantasy XIV does an outstanding job, and especially in Endwalker, of making you feel like the main character. Uh, and and so there can be a bit of a disconnect there with when you play through the MSQ as the warrior of light and the hero, and then you want to go into the roleplay community, and you they're like, no, you can't be the warrior of light anymore because then the story's about you. And sometimes it makes total sense in like if or it's a, a morally gray or even evil group. Yeah, the warrior of light probably doesn't need to be hanging out with that group. Why would why would they? Um, at the same time, it can be frustrating. Like if you've written all your lore around th- that you are the warrior of light, like okay, now that doesn't exactly fit. So I guess I get I see why people have multiple characters. It's a really tricky line to walk. It's one form of gatekeeping that I totally understand, even if, for me, it was always difficult because my character was the Warrior of Light. See, mm. I feel like, in that case, it's not... Like, I feel like gatekeeping is a term used specifically for... For it to be gatekeeping, it has to be unreasonable. Mm. And I feel like it's it's a matter of tone... And just putting the rule in, we don't want people whose character is the Warrior of Light in this free company. If it's just written as a rule and it's not, get the fuck out of here, your character sucks, you're not the Warrior of Light. Right. That's not gatekeeping. That's just boundary setting. Yeah, that is. Yeah, uh, there is a degree of laying the expectations, right? 
Yeah, but in this community, most people would not just go, hey, we, we're not looking for that. They would go, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. There Which can is be a, the gatekeeping. Yeah, there can be a degree of nastiness to it. And uh, unfortunately, too, too quickly does it go to that a lot of the time. And part of that is because we've all had that moment of the player showing up and deciding that they're going to be the hero of the scene when that's not what the scene is. And, uh, I mean, now something that you've written has kind of been ruined. Yeah. Uh, so I, I get the frustration sometimes, but ultimately it comes down to the need to, as you said, set those expectations and, uh, and make sure the boundaries are understood. It's just like when we talked about, you know, consent in the ERP space, right? That, that conversation, those conversations should be happening earlier to talk about what story is being told here and how do I fit into that story? And obviously the details will make up in the moment. That's the magic of, of role play. It's the same thing as in D and D, but the, the, the wider narrative should be understood before the event begins. Yeah, definitely. Um, that, that brings to mind to me, like there was a big, a big, 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 big RP event that was run three years ago four years ago it had to have been around four or five trying to think of it that i had an issue with i'm not gonna name it because we don't but but it's beside the point but the thing was is that it was this big 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 event that was seeking out people that were popular in the community or just anyone they could grab um to be like hey do you want in on this but like the problem I always had with it was that they gave, I, I didn't end up participating, but it was so widespread and the events that it was pushing were so massive that there was no way to opt out of it because the, and like no one, if the people that joined, you weren't told the full scope of what it was supposed to be in advance. Right. And then suddenly it's, hey, okay, you've been role-playing with this person who decided that they would join in on this plot as, like, a side thing. They might, like, you know, maybe we'll try it out. Okay, well, if you were attached to this, then you have a 30% chance, everyone around you has a 30% chance of just being fatally, mortally ill now. Oh, and that's where they started. And no one, to my knowledge, was warned that this would happen to this level. Oh my it's gosh. Like, it's like, you can't, you can't, the call, the, a story like The Call of Cthulhu, where the whole idea is it starts out as this kind of sinister, eldritch thing going on, right? Mm -hmm. The Call of Cthulhu didn't start with people blowing up into monsters in the street day one. There's scale, there's escalation. There's, right. You, you have to do that. And if you're not going to do that, then people should probably know that you're not going to do it that way it's going to go balls to the wall from minute one because well, otherwise you end up in this position where it's like well i wasn't given the choice to opt out of role-playing with this thing because half of the people i fucking role-played with at the time either did so directly either directly joined the thing or they were intrinsically tied to someone like a character mm -hmm. i was like i played a character that was married to someone who was in this so you it's so big that it's impossible to opt out of it. Well, so, I mean, first of all, if you're, uh, if, if the beginning of your story is 30 to 40% of the people being mortally wounded or killed, 
without any, you know, recourse for it, and you didn't you didn't basically book them in as extras who are meant to play that part, you have failed at running a, a role play event. Like yeah. like role play events are only as good as they are bad for the person who had the least amount of fun. Like, you know, the the, the a, a chain is only as good as its weakest link. It's the same thing in a role play event. If there are players at the event who just had a miserable, awful time by virtue of being there, I don't care how good it was for you or for like two other people. You failed at running a role play event properly. Yeah, because if nothing else, you should it should have been clear that to those people in advance that what was going to happen wasn't what they wanted. By the way, I you'll never find someone who loves role playing one of their characters' deaths more than me. I love to, to have one of my characters die dramatically, but that's the thing is it can't just be oh and then, you know, Callie got sick and keeled over. No, I want to have a cool dramatic death and I'm all about that. And then hey, I'll go do my thing and y'all can continue on your story and maybe someone can be really cool and avenge me. I don't know. But like uh, you know, let me know if you need me to show up as an ether ghost at some point. Um but yeah, I better know that that's what I'm getting into. If I if I take time out of my day to show up to a role play event and I'm told that like, okay, great, uh you're here, you've had two lines and now you're dead of Cthulhu syndrome. I'm not going to be happy. Oh, God, no, I would not at all. Like, especially if I put any amount of thought into, like, what my character might do in the greater arc. Like, oh, well, I wish you would have just told me that so I could have put no effort in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Talking about that, because what inevitably will spring out of an event like that is drama. Mm -hmm. Drama, Uh, drama. So... Listen, obviously a degree of drama is a good thing. What we are doing is dramatic. It is a dramatization. That's what role play is. But that's, of course, not what we're talking about when we talk about drama. What we are talking about is high school bullshit. Exactly. (laughs) That we were all so happy to leave behind. Uh, Serena, just from that sound, I can tell you must have something about drama. Tell me about it. It's Listen, I hate drama and I hate being dragged into it. And it's sometimes it's an inedible and i can't talk i'm so sorry i got i got bimbo brain i mean i got bimbo brain um inedible, yo mood inedible, i can't say the word it's it's inevitable inevitable yeah that word um <laughs> i said it wrong even afterwards um in a sense because there's always going to be those people that people just always clash unfortunately there's always people that are going to clash and you can end up with the drama like how we said like with the gatekeeping and stuff like that yes that always really inevitably ends up in drama can, can i tell you my my one surefire way i'm gonna I, I want you to all you've all visited or uh been associated with a brothel in this game at one point right yeah oh okay. absolutely can i tell you my 100 percent surefire has never been wrong in the history of Everdom way of knowing that a brothel company is about to have a ton of drama or fall apart when people start leaving well that's the result of that <laughs> <Sorry>. no <laughs> if the leader of the free company is in an in-game relationship that free company is going to fall apart so you mean like if think think about the lead up to every brothel company you've ever known falling apart, did it involve 
the leader of the free company being in a relationship and cheating or being in a polyamorous relationship that got jealous and ugly? Oh, shit. Yeah. Go ahead and tell me what percentage of them did not involve one of those things happening. Because I'm willing to bet it's zero. I can only think of one that really not happen. Only the one. Um. But honestly, it's possible that's what happened, and I just wasn't well informed enough. But I mean, I remember... it, I, it, I just watched it over the years, whereas it, it like it would be like inevitable, like there would be a post like, "Hey, uh, I'm dating so and so now, huzzah, yay!" They're going to be come and help part help out with the free company, and a month later, <laughs> just be a freaky nightmare. Listen, dating in Eorzea is um, wild. It is wild. And there are some stories out there. We are actually going to do an entire episode dedicated to finding love in Eorzea because there are some amazing stories out there of people who have met the one and made it work. And I'm just here to warn you right now that the vast majority of the time, that is not the outcome that you are going to get. Yeah, I've seen uh, I have seen both. I've mm-hmm. seen both. Both. I haven't witnessed. I both, both both with an L. Listen, both. Well, that's how I say that's, it. I that's love the it. Speaking. Yeah, I love both. it. That's my cough drop speaking. Um, <laughs> the cough like, drop are Canadian in origin. The cough the cough <laughs> drop is Canadian in origin. What? Yeah. Let's put let's put let's put the L in there. Both. Got it. Now I'm uh, very now I'm very aware of it and I don't like this. <laughs> I'm sorry for pointing it out. Uh but yeah, no, like um there is uh I so my I, I do another show, Limbreak Radio, and one of our hosts on there, Nika, uh she met her significant other in Final Fantasy Eleven and now they but you know then they both played fourteen together. And so like I'm not saying it can't work. I'm just saying that it is a breeding ground for drama. It is a breeding ground for heartbreak. Uh, and if if you're out there looking for love in Final Fantasy 14 or in any online game, just just be careful. Just just don't don't go too fast. Take things nice and slow. Make sure the other person is on the same page and have a lot of communication. Don't play the game just to look for a relationship. You yeah, don't do that. Don't don't don't, don't, don't go do into a, don't go into a game and say I'm going to find a relationship. 100 percent of the time, you're not going to be happy. Yes, that is a fact. Um, okay, don't, don't listen to these people. <laughs> go download League of Legends and go. I'm going to find love in this toxic hell pit. It'll work. <laughs> definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to go create a Vi one trick account and hope to find my Caitlyn. Oh, you're right. Oh my god! Listen, I I, I didn't <laughs> expect you to know that much. Uh, oh right, I was a big happened, like, didn't I? <laughs> yes, it <laughs> I was. Hey, to, in my defense, I've been playing League of Legends since beta. I haven't played in a number of years now, but I mean, I got in way early on for League of Legends. I was a huge uh, league geek for a while. In my defense, um, I still don't know who these people are. I know I who mean, one is. I know who one hey, is, but it's because she's hot. <laughs> Serena, you need to watch Arcane because you're going to put Vi on the thirst down next episode if you do. <laughs> League is my go-to. I don't think you're a shitty person, so you probably don't know about League of Legends. (laughs) So I have to go 
revise some things called yeah. me listen no with me because i uh, <laughs> i do play i did play league yeah no listen it is a it is a toxic cesspool of a game it always has been it is a game that i play on mute for a reason i cannot deal with people in that game i just want to sit in my in in uh sit in the jungle and play vi or sit in top lane and play singed and and not have to think about things. Oh, you're one of those fucking people. <laughs> yeah, I am one of those fucking people. I I wish a stragglers was good. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. All right, that is uh, I think going to do it on our conversation about toxicity in the ERP and RP communities. And listen, the the, the final takeaway I think is just if people are making you uncomfortable or upset, leave. Don't yeah. put up with that garbage. You don't like that. Maybe, maybe what they're doing, at least to them or to their group, is reasonable, and that's what that group wants. And it's pissing you off. You're never gonna win the argument. There is no argument to win. Like when you, when you go into somewhere and say, "No, no, no, I want to do this and tell this story," even if you convince them to do it, it's gonna be half-assed, and you're not gonna like it anyway. Find a group that wants to tell the story that you want to tell. And be a part of that story because if you, you you're never gonna force it on others and have it be any good. I I would like to offer genuine, honest, non-sarcastic advice, which is so rare from me. Don't play League of Legends. Don't play League of Legends. <laughs> you know that wasn't what I was gonna say, but that would be hilarious if it. Was. <laughs> um, no, I was going to say it is better to not roleplay. And keep looking for someone that fits, than to jump into a role play that you know in advance this is going to be horrible. That is one hundred percent the truth. That is so don't, true. Don't even go in. <laughs> yeah, do not go to something you know is going to be terrible and hope to make it good. It 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 never works that way. It's like if someone invited you to their D and D game and said, "Okay, I've got a rogue that steals from the party. I've got a bard that will definitely try to sleep with you, and I've got a drunk dwarf uh, who has definitely said a couple of uh, of racial slurs at the table." Oh God. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go try to fix that group. I'm just going to go look for a different group. You have fun with that. One. You can you can enjoy that. I'm 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 out. Deuces. <laughs> oh shit. I mean, I I feel very correct that one of my most played characters has not been in a free company for I want to say two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, because despite looking for one off and on for that whole time, I have yet to find one that feels correct, and it's just better not to have one. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Callie hasn't been in an official role play company in years now. Um, and part of that is, you know, I run my own free company now, but like, I just. Is part of that that the last one, the leader came in and was like, hey guys, so I'm in a relationship now. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> listen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be the first one to go because I, I know where this is going. Callie uh, saw the red flag go right up <laughs> and she said, I'm out of here. That is what happened to my last brothel company that I was in, for sure. Mm-hmm. That is indeed what happened. And uh, it, sure enough, it fell apart shortly thereafter. Uh, all right. That's going to be it for toxicity in the ERP and RP communities. Let's move on to our final segment of the evening. We're going to play a game that we have not yet done on this uh, stream, but it is one that 
just about everybody knows. Uh, we want to give a chance uh, to introduce our characters a little bit better to all of you. So uh, in the interest of getting to know Callie and Jiraku and Serena a little bit better, we thought we would play a little game called Two Truths and a Lie. Uh, for those who somehow don't know, you've clearly never worked your first job in retail before. However, uh, the game is simple enough. We will take turns telling two truths about our characters and one lie about our characters, and it will be up to the other two to see if they can guess which one is the lie and which ones are the truths. So who would like to go first? Callie, why don't you go first? All right, sure, I'll go I first. I really just want to hear yours. All right, all right. I'm gonna I, I've been dying to hear yours. Since I, I have been this entire time. I will uh, do mine in character. <clears throat> I have had five children three of whom are still alive. My real name is Nirasi, and I was born to the End Tribe. Or, I once entertained six people at once, played by six different players. I I think it's the children one. Because I was... I, it just seems like a large number to have, and then a also large number to have lost <laughs> yeah i was i was gonna say the children one as well okay uh all right so uh my name is callie page and i have had five children oh. uh they are uh michaela sylvie uh hikari lunette and nirasi uh, my real name is Mina, and I was born to the M tribe. Damn. And oh, indeed, I once entertained six people at once, played by six different players. And What's that was a wild role play. I had to type a lot and fast. I honestly did not even question that that was not a truth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I like that neither of you even gave that a, a second thought. No, she's definitely fucked six people at once. That's a I, fact. I looked at that and I was like, yeah, that. that's about right. Which one of these ones is wrong? <laughs> it sounds yep. so bad, but I love you, Callie. <laughs> but yes, uh, Callie has had five children, two of whom have perished. Oh, I'm going to cry now. Uh, she certainly did. Um, and uh, yes, no, her, her real name is Mina, however. She was part of the M tribe. Okay. All right. Who is next? Jiraku. All right, Jiraku. Two truths and a lie. <laughs> I I appreciate Serena taking the lead on that. <laughs> yeah. Serena is number one to be number last. Yes, I am. <clears throat> My public proposal took the form of a staged argument about air products. I and my wife collaborate on innovative new sex toy designs. And the third, I and my wife have put on a public performance about our sex lives at a live show. Uh, can I ask a uh, clarifying question? Yes. When you say a public performance, was this at like a free company event or was this in it's, public? This was at a free company event that was open to the public interesting okay interesting if i'm being honest okay so I, I if it was a free company event i feel like that one might be true because if it was mm -hmm. just in public we know jiraku's opinion on a consent i don't think he would have done that uh i also 
believe wholeheartedly that uh, his wife and he uh, innovate new sex toy designs together. Uh, he's a creative writer, and I believe wholeheartedly that he is the uh, secret patent holder on the um, on the Ava position machine. <laughs> I think the lie is about the hair products. I don't. I don't think you uh, proposed over an argument about hair products. I think it was about something else, uh, equally stupid, but not hair products. I actually want to say because it was a staged proposal, is what you said, right? A staged, uh, staged argument. argument. I think that one um, is a truth. Okay. Um, just because it sounds very Jurok. <laughs> to be a staged argument it does um i also want to believe the sex toy one is true as well and i think the last one is the lie okay jiraku how'd we do my public proposal public proposal came after the private proposal when everything was already well and confirmed and we were all certain and ready to go and we decided to announce it to the rest of the free company by having a big fake argument that started with an argument over who was stealing whose hair products. Damn it! <laughs> and we did, in fact, put on a public performance. However, the phrasing there is a little bit misleading. It was a song and dance number and not quite as explicit as you might have imagined. A song and dance number. The lie is that we do not collaborate on the designs. I do them entirely myself. Are you, but are you or are you not the patent holder on the Ava position machine? Not Ava position. (laughs) Damn it. There are few that I am not, but that's the one. Damn it. All right. Uh, Eggs are for breakfast, not before or after it. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. Uh, I, I am only speaking for myself, and I'm keenly aware of that. Mm-hmm. All right, Serena, two truths and a lie about Miss Hema. All right. So, I have an absolutely horrible sweet tooth. Um, I do also have a cute little mole on my left ass cheek. (laughs) And (laughs) I unfortunately need reading glasses when I have to do any of my research or readings. Okay. Okay. I I know what I want to be the case. (laughs) (laughs) I I 100% believe that you have... Uh, a cute mole on your ass. I 100% believe that. And I think you also need reading glasses, but I don't think you have a sweet tooth. You eat Doritos all the time and other salty products is what I've seen you consume. So I'm I'm going to say it's not the sweet tooth. I think that's the lie. I think that the lie is the mole because it seems so oddly specific and out of place compared to the other two it's just well but it's super on brand for serena i don't know okay it is but you know what else is super on brand for serena being a sweet 
also glasses. Goth plus glasses is a powerful combination. It is. It's true. You're not not wrong. So I absolutely despise sweets. Yes! Uh, (laughs) Absolutely despise sweets. I do have a cute little mole on my tuchus. <laughs> I had to Thank say you for it. using the word tuchus today. I appreciate tuchus. that. Yep. And Powerful. I do need reading glasses. Oh, I'm so happy. I knew it. I was thinking like, now she likes salty stuff. It's not, it's not sweet. <laughs> I do like salty stuff. No, I know you do. <laughs> All right. Back around to me then. <clears throat> All right. I worked in a brothel for four years where I was the most expensive person because I had no limits. I have ERP'd in every 2.0 zone. And I used to speak to my tail and entertained guests by playing dice games against him. Now, I, I would like clarification on something. All right. What? When you say zones, do you mean... As... Any non-instance zone. Right. But are we going, like... I, I think it's incredibly easy that that's the case. The question is if we're defining it as everything that's covered by the same map, or are we subdividing, like, are Western, just... Western Thanalan? Uh, no, it's, it'd be Western Thanalan, Eastern Thanalan, Southern Thanalan, Northern oh, Thanalan. Oh, well, then that one definitely happened. Um, I think it's the tail thing, because you've already mentioned before that you had absolutely no limits at the brothel, and I think it's entirely reasonable that you made more money than anyone else doing that. Uh, oh, Okay. I can't get over the tail thing. I'm really thinking about it right now. Um, I think it is the... Oh, you said ERP? Yep. ERP. In 2.0? Mm-hmm. Every 2.0 zone. I'm going to go with the first one. I don't remember what it was. Uh, the brothel for four brothel. years? No. Okay. That's a lie. <laughs> you you lied to me. No, 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 I lied to myself. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, I was say. I was like, I lied to myself. No. I couldn't remember it because I'm still thinking about the tail. I'm going to just go with the tail. <laughs> all right. So one says the tail. Once uh, you both said the tail, then right? Yes, I'll say the yes. tail. Okay. Uh, I did indeed work in a brothel for four years, and I had a reputation for having no limits, which allowed me to be the most expensive girl at the uh, brothel. That is true. Uh, I have ERP'd in every 2.0 zone. Except Southern Thanalan. Oh. I have not gotten the Really? Ball. Nope, not That's Southern Thanalan. That's the one? Nope, not There's Southern Thanalan. There's a hot spring down there. I know, and yet I have not gotten that one taken care of yet. And she indeed, gonna... after Callie lost her first two kids and before she had any more, she had a slight mental break and started talking to her tail. So... I want, want to experience that. That sounds horrible. But... Uh... <laughs> it sounds horrible. <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was very sad. Like people would be yeah. like at first because people loved it at first because she was like, not to toot my own horn, but it was pretty funny. I had a pretty good bit that I would do with uh, my tail where we'd play like a dice game against each other, and my tail was way better than me at it. Uh, it was a pretty fun bit to do. But then they would start like learning more about Callie's backstory and why she's a little bit crazy and talks to her tail. I described her as being one chocobo short of a flock, 
and oh. uh, yeah, I, or she she would describe herself as uh, delightfully touched in the noggin. Uh, and uh, but then people would find out why that was the case, and they'd be like, "Okay, well now it's sad." Mm-hmm. What what I'm lingering on is my money was if that was the lie, if there was a if there was one 2.0 zone, it hadn't been. I was going to go straight to well, it's got to be Northern Fanalan, right? Mm-hmm. Because what the fuck? I uh, I ran into a a, a group of uh, um, Castro Murdianum guards who were none too happy to find the warrior right. of light. <laughs> okay. One, one time I uh, I decided to do a very dark scene where I had uh, someone play a group of uh, Castro Murdianum guards who were super pissed. So. Right. Yeah, but not the hot. Mm. No, nope, you know that's the only one. You know, someone at some point is going to hear this, and <laughs> then this will retroactively become a lie. Yeah, exactly. I'll we'll, yeah. we'll go ahead and fix that one. Exactly. This, you know, this this whole segment was a really elaborate way for you to ask someone to fuck you in Southern Thanalan. <laughs> I approve of that gumption. Listen, we approve I'm this a, message. <laughs> yeah, listen, my thirst knows no shame. Uh, Jiraku, you are up. All right. First, my lingerie collection, mine, not my wife's, is larger than my hat collection. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Second, I prefer silk to chains. Okay. Third, I was once temporarily rendered an Elizin, and it was the hottest my wife had ever found me. Oh, man. Okay. 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 I believe wholeheartedly that Jiraku is down with the feminization scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think you do, in fact, have a larger lingerie collection than you do hat collection. Um, and I think you look amazing in it. Um, I do believe you prefer silked chains. You are nothing if not... Um, bougie is not the word I'm looking for, but... Uh, no, bougie. it is. Bougie. Bougie yeah, is you the like the delicacies and comforts of life, so I think you do prefer silk to chains. Uh, what I don't believe is um, that you ever would have allowed yourself to be an Ellison under any circumstance, no matter what. Okay. Serena? Do you think you have a larger lingerie collection than a hat collection? I... Do not think though that you prefer silks to chain, and I do think you've been uh, rendered an Elizin at one point. Maybe you think maybe that's why he has an ongoing grudge against Elizin. Yes, gotcha. That is exactly why. Person. All right, Jiraku, how do we do? Well, I do in fact prefer silk to chains Ugh. in most contexts. Mm-hmm. It's look, it's not. <laughs> quite a truth but it's not enough over to be a lie you know you can't <laughs> move. look 80 80 80 20 80 and anyway anyway yeah. that is uh-huh. a semi-truth and i was once temporarily oh. in and it was dreadful and also isabel loved it so <laughs> cons pros balancing out until later when retroactively uh my hat collection is larger than my lingerie collection but trust me that's 
says a lot more about how many hats I have. I was I was going <laughs> to say. So, do you not have a lingerie collection, or do you? <laughs> I have a lot of hats. Aww, I have a lot of hats. Okay, fair enough then. See a I lot of not... lingerie then too. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. it's not that big a gap. Uh, all right. Well, I'm thirsty. I spent <laughs> two months working on getting that stupid fucking Amon hat, and it was worth every second, and you I spent, have never gotten rid of it. You spent two months getting the Amon hat? At the time that I realized it existed, the queue times were not very good. Okay. Fair enough. I All just right, wanted to know because I got it with, like, my third. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. Everyone else gets it very quickly. <laughs> Jiraku, no. Okay. Um... <clears throat> So, <laughs> I'm not bitter about hats. Let's. <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> um, my first experience with uh, someone from Aorzea was with a row man. Um, row man. Okay. Mm-hmm. My horns are rather sensitive remind me do you have the waifu horns or the danger oral horns Mm, which ones you call the waifu horns uh the ones that have they like come out they have a slight point forward and then go backwards yeah i have a slight point forward and go backwards okay you got the waifu horns got it Mm -hmm. they'll poke give you behind me but you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i was gonna say they are a rather um what's the word it's a big word i was gonna use a good word erogenous zone Yes. Gotcha. I this zone. I was okay. like, I was going to use a big word today. And I am the eldest of three. Okay. I know the second one's not the lie because every Aura player plays that their horns are sensitive. Um, man, the eldest of three or your first experience was with a room, man. My first I think Aorzean experience. Your Aorzean experience. I am from the steps. Please. That's fair. I think your first Aorzean experience was with a Rue woman. I don't think it was with a Rue man. So I'll say the first one's the lie. Okay. I feel like you're very much the go big or go home type. And so I'll buy that the first one happened. Um. You think that she got turned inside out by some room man? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Well, she said experience. Perhaps, perhaps some room man had a harrowing experience. You never know. Perhaps. Um. Sorry, I distracted myself thinking about goth lizards for a moment there. <laughs> um, How do you not mood. get distracted every time? <laughs> I am a goth lizard. <laughs> I, listen, it takes a lot of effort <laughs> I maintain it this whole show. <laughs> Sometimes moments of weakness happen. Um, no, I don't. I don't think. I. I. I think that you're. I distrust the number of siblings you've given us. Well, I mean, they are supposed to be born in twins, and she said she's the oldest of three. So maybe. That's true. That's true. All right, Serena, what say you? So. My first experience with someone in Aorzea was with a Roman. Damn it. 
I did not get turned inside out, but it was a learning experience. It was a enlarging experience. <laughs> it was. Um, you could say you're a bigger person for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just no easy way to say Serena got gaped. <laughs> oh, <okay>. Um. <laughs> Hold on, give me a second. I might start dropping. Okay. Um, my horns are not a super erogenous zone for me. You're the only Aura player I in history. Know, I know. Um, I do have two other siblings. I am the eldest of three. Okay. Well, my the one that I was certain was the lie was not. I know. Fair enough. All right. Well, now you have all learned a little bit more about Callie, Serena, and Draku, and probably way more than you ever wanted to learn about any of them, but that is... Oh, us. that's not true. I think you just I'm told sure. a lie. You just told a lie. I'm calling you yeah, out that, right that now. was the lie. Give us another truth. <laughs> Give yeah, us another truth. <laughs> there we go. Uh, to that end, if you want to learn more about the Warriors of Lust, we do invite you to ask us questions, and on our next episode, we are going to take some time to answer your questions and your fan mail and all that good stuff. So if you want to, uh, <laughs> if you want to ask us some questions, uh, go ahead and uh, use the hashtag #AskWol ask W O L, and uh, we will answer your questions on the next episode. You've just heard the things that we are willing to talk about with ourselves, so do not uh, do not have any shame as you uh, decide what to ask us. We'll be happy to answer your questions on the next episode of the Warriors of Lust podcast. And that is going to wrap us up for today. Uh, thank you both Serena and Jiraku for talking uh, with me about toxicity in the ERP and RP communities. Uh, I'm hoping you all uh, enjoy the remainder of Endwalker. I'm looking forward to sharing tears with you as you get through the end of it. Um, do you, is that what you guys have planned for the weekend at this point? Just crank out the rest of Endwalker? I mean, I'll be crank. I mean, you know, um, I, I'm going to be doing Endwalker at a slower pace than most people. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. I um, probably might hopefully get it finished before the start of next week. Wonderful. Um, I really hope so. I don't want to be spoiled by anything, and I've already been spoiled on something, so I don't want any more spoilers. Fair enough. Okay. Well, uh, we are not going to make any decision yet on whether the next episode will be a spoiler episode or not. We'll kind of wait to see where the community seems to be at as we get a little bit closer. The next episode of the Warriors of Lust podcast is going to be a big one for all of us because we are going to be talking about kink. So uh, My if, if this episode was rough for you, Buckle up because, uh, yeah, we're going to be diving into the the deviant uh, in, all, in all of us. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Uh, so that's going to be it for tonight's episode. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us on Twitter. That's at W-O-L-C-A-S-T-X-I-V. You can follow me on Twitter at Ascalia and also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Ascalia. Jiraku, would you like to promote yourself? Yes, uh, please. If you're looking for someone to write for you, write either erotica or comedy or action, or, you know, just write. Uh, feel free to contact me on Discord at uh, 24 characters number 2535. Don't forget your own adventure, erotica. 
Yeah, yeah you know what? Your adventure erotica. I will do it. Pay me. Hmm. Maybe I know what to get my wife for Christmas. <laughs> hmm. uh, all right, Serena, what do you got going on? Um, you can go ahead and you can follow me on Twitter at uh, the at Purple Goth Zayla. And you can also follow me on Twitch at Kieran Rose, which is K K Y R A N R O Z E. And really, I just try to be funny and a bimbo. That's it. That's all I got for y'all. I mean, she's authentic, if nothing else. <laughs> all right, everybody. Hope you all had a wonderful episode. Hope you enjoyed yourself. And we hope to see you again on the next episode. Good night. We. What? The Patreon. Oh. You're right. I should mention the Patreon. If you haven't already, please check out the Patreon over at patreon.com slash Escalia. Uh, there it is. The, the At this point, it is the official show Patreon. Uh, it, all money on there will go towards creation of more episodes and hopefully eventually towards a season two if everyone decides that they want to do another season of the Warriors of Lust podcast. Uh, yeah. So make sure you check it out. It's at patreon.com slash Escalia. I tried to put a lot of cool, neat things on there that I think people might like, including the very first piece of uh of my channel's merch and also there's eventually spoilers gonna be some merch for the warriors of lust on there as well so uh you're not gonna want to miss it make sure you check it out patreon.com slash escalia and as with i that, recall oh, as i recall doesn't the patreon have someone who pledged like an absolutely incredible amount of money recently it absolutely does and we're actually going to mention them in the show's outro today so uh so yeah. if you would also like to be mentioned in the show's outro, money. Make, make sure you <laughs> check it out. All right, everybody. We'll see you all in the next episode. Have a good one. We'll always be here for you until we're not. I don't I don't know why that's what my brain went with, but that's what I'm going to say. That was we're always watching. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the most threatening outro ever. Night, everybody. You say we're see you while you're sleeping while you're at it. <laughs>The Warriors of Lust podcast is part of the Limit Break Radio Network and created by the support of its listeners, including patrons like Claire Corin. Views and opinions expressed in this show are solely those of Callie Page, Serena Hima, and Jiraku Drake, and are in no way affiliated with Square Enix. Opening and closing themes provided by Kurai Kuromu. Check them out on Twitter at Kurai Kuromu. If you want to support the Warriors of Lust podcast, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash and make sure to follow us on Twitter at WOLCastXIV. XIV.